Welcome to Attention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Shillins. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant and today even fun. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development. Networking recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. You can find out more and a whole bunch more at aaf10.org. That's aaf10.org. Um, anyway, we, we have an opportunity to meet, um, uh, actually, uh, a Louisiana State representative. That's pretty cool, I think, as a matter of fact. Um, her name is Erin Piles-Smith. And uh, she is indeed the uh, Louisiana State Representative for the uh, AAF uh, District 10. Man, that sounds like an important title. I'm glad we're... You weren't in Iowa by any chance this past week, were you? <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> did you hear Did you hear how that kind of went south a little bit? I did. I read the headlines. I was afraid to like click on any articles and actually read them, so I'm trying to avoid it. They, they say that the Iowa caucuses, and this is not a political podcast, by the way, but the Iowa caucuses are like uh, pretty much a done deal. They're, they're over. It's like, okay, we need to plan B because this is not working. Right. They, 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 this, is, this is a good example, Aaron, of not planning properly to do the execution. You know, they didn't have the app, and they finally got the app to do this, and when they got the app, it was hard downloading, and then... And then they said, well, call us instead, and then the phone lines didn't work. So the whole thing went wrong. I've had a couple of promotions that have gone that way, too, so I'm not going to cast any stones here, okay? So <laughs> you are – we said we said that you are the Louisiana State Representative uh, for District 10. Um, talk to – what the heck do you do there? I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a really important thing you do. It does sound important. It's – Probably, I don't know if it's as important as it sounds because it sounds so political. Um, it sounds like I'm, you know, doing something amazing and awesome and I was elected into this position. And um, But basically, my job is to liaison with the clubs of the state of Louisiana with the district. So I talk to um, right now, Louisiana has in our in District 10, there are two clubs for Louisiana that are in D10. So that would be Monroe, which is AAF Northeast Louisiana, and then AAF Shreveport Bossier. So I sort of talk to the two clubs, um, find out if there's anything they need from district or that maybe district needs to help them with. Um, I report back to the district and then with Monroe and Shreveport. And so that way there's a collaboration and there's somebody, someone in the middle who's helping both the club and the district at the same time. Okay. Well, no, no, that I would assume that keeps you busy in, in addition to your daytime job uh, that you also do. Uh, you've got some quotes here that I think are really uh, kind of cool. It says, mind what you have learned, save it, or save you, it can. That was Yoda who said that. Actually, you didn't say that. What does that mean to you? Why is that, why is that part of your brand? Uh, well, first, because um, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, um, superhero, comic book nerd in general. But um, yeah, it's to me, it's important, especially with the information superhighway that we all have access to now so easily. There's really no reason that anyone should walk away from their day 
and say, well, I, I learned nothing today, uh, absolutely nothing. Um, whether that be in your interactions in life with other humans or with technology or something you read online or you watch the news or whatever, people should make an effort to learn at least one thing new every day. Um, and I just, I feel like it's uber lazy if for some reason someone doesn't. And it's so important um, to just to keep your mind sharp and to just be a good human and a good steward of the information that exists out there nowadays. You know, it's interesting you say that too, because there are folks who will wander through life without really desiring to uh, to bump into any new information or to, to do something like that. And, and what, one of the things that you said as a lifelong learner, I try to make sure that I learn, as you said, at least one new thing every day, today's fast-paced society and ease of access uh, to the information superhighway. It really is easy to uh, to do those things as well. And, and uh, also you say in your professional life, I try to keep myself from saying, I don't know. So you're a curious sort as well, huh? I am. So um, I think not, let me think of how to phrase this. It's, it's obviously it's okay to admit if you don't know something, but I don't like to say that. I would rather say, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'll find out because I want to be able to learn whatever it is that that person is asking me to do. And so if I happen to not know it or don't feel confident in it, then I'm going to go try to soak up as much knowledge as I can about it and try to put it into application as soon as I can, because that's just the kind of person that I am. I also feel like it's helped me professionally a lot because I don't say no, which can also lead to long extended work hours and lots of, um, you know, assignments and things. But I um, it's I think it's it's made me a better professional because I think employers realize, hey, she's she's willing to contribute to the team, no matter if it's her normal area or not. And she's willing to go out and find the information to apply it, to help us grow our business or the project or whatever it is that we're working on. So we're recording this podcast uh, mid morning here. Uh, and uh, what have you learned today uh, so far, Erin? Um, I've learned that despite not um, necessarily wanting to talk to people on the phone all the time, I sometimes it's just easier to pick up a phone and call people. Um, I'm working on a project for my other uh, my other job. I work at a charity part time. And so I'm at the charity today. And sometimes it's just easier to pick up the phone and ask somebody something instead of sending an email and waiting on a response or texting someone and waiting on a response. Um, it's just I know that's not something millennials and Gen Z like to do. But oh no, they don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> and technically, I fall into those and I fall into the millennial category. But um, for work purposes and getting things done quickly and efficiently, sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and pick up the phone. <laughs> well, congratulations! I think it's wonderful. And even even bigger step, you figured out how to use our uh, uh, podcast platform. Oh, podcast. that's true. I did. <laughs> We're into things today. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you know, from your, from Aaron Pyle Smith is the Louisiana State Representative of AAF District and also an immediate past president uh, for uh, uh, the American Advertising Federation of Shreveport Bossier. Um, I always just called it Shreveport. I didn't call it Shreveport Bossier. Obviously, you've adopted a, a parent town there, so to make it uh, even better, huh? Well, technically, no. So our club covers. 
both cities. We are like lots of cities in uh, in the U.S. where there are two of us divided by a river. Um, so our sister city is Bossier, and so the club encompasses both cities. However, um, in lots of research that's been done about our area, when people see us from the outside or visitors come to our area, they see Shreveport and Bossier as one city. They don't care if they went over the bridge that they don't see it as being a different place. Um, there's been a lot of talk around that and, you know, people wanting to possibly brand the two together, but the two sides are just so opposite and stuck in their ways that I don't know it'll ever happen. But it's That's like, um, I, 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 my wife gets mad when I call it Brian college station. She goes, it's not Brian college station. It's <laughs> Brian and college station. It's like, right. okay, never mind. And we, you know, here in the Houston market, it's always Houston Galveston. I mean, even though Galveston is like 50 miles away, huh. but I guess it is. Uh, we are we are a market like that. You know, w- working with the, the local clubs, what have you found uh, that creates uh, interest uh, for your events that you guys do? Oh, um, if you're if you if there's a, like a lunch and learn or some sort of programming type thing, really, it's and it's funny because it's a little different for the two for even just those two cities that fall under D10. Um, because Louisiana, strangely enough, is one of the states that um, national split. So um, Shreveport and Monroe, the top half of Louisiana, fall under D10. Baton Rouge and New Orleans and the bottom half of Louisiana fall under the, the Gulf Coast states and that district and District 7. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I know. It's weird. I don't know why we were the state that got picked, but whatever. Um, you'd think they'd split Texas. You know, it's kind of big, but whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, right. So Louisiana um, with Monroe and Shreveport, despite only being two hours away, um, they have, there's different styles of programming or programming needs for the two because their markets are a little different. So Monroe uh, has a a great speaker series that they do uh, for lunch and learns. They have it almost down to a science. They do it at the exact same place every month, same time. They um, and they bring in some some pretty interesting speakers um, and the two the two cities, Monroe and Shreveport, both try to collaborate sometimes. Um, it doesn't always work out to where we can get one speaker and they do a luncheon in Monroe, drive down the road and then also do one in Shreveport and then we split costs. Um, it doesn't it's, a, it's only worked out a couple of times, but when it does, it's, it's pretty fruitful. Um, but. Outside of that, um, Shreveport being a little bit bigger market than Monroe also tries to do after hours events. Um, They have a huge, um, a a growing, I should say, student population in the Shreveport Bossier area because there are um, there's two community colleges. There's a private university and then there's Louisiana State University of Shreveport there. Um, And then in the middle between Monroe and Shreveport Bossier is Louisiana Tech. And south of Shreveport in Natchitoches, Louisiana, is Northwestern State University. So there are a lot of colleges around the two cities. So Shreveport has really found a good niche in the fact that um, programming geared towards students or after hours events geared towards students. Um, they also host, uh, there's two events that they host throughout the year. Um, one is called Comnex, and it's like a mini advention. Uh, it's just a half day thing, but it's just for students. So they bring in a a keynote speaker and there's breakout sessions with local professionals. And then in the springtime coming up in April, they'll have the agency crawl, 
where it's like a pub crawl style event, but there's no alcohol, sadly for the students, I guess. Um, but we take them on buses to different agencies throughout Shreveport, Bossier and print shops and whatever. And they can bring resumes. They get to see the HR people. They get tours of the place to find out, are these the kind of jobs I really want to pursue? And if I'm graduating soon, who do I want to put my application in with? What do I, what skills do I need to work on to be able to make sure I land the job at XYZ agency or XYZ print shop? It sounds like you guys are on fire. You know, every club is different. Every club has a need, but, but I, I hear, I hear activities that really involve and, uh, and activate people and the learning aspect as well. Have you found uh, in your neck of the woods uh, the same thing that learning is the key? People want to know stuff about uh, our, our industry. Is that one of the top priorities? Oh, I think so. I think they want to know more. And with the pervasiveness of uh, social media and do-it-yourself sort of marketing plans and, and you know, self-made YouTubers and freelancers of all sorts and kinds, I think people, um, small business owners especially, want to know how to do these things, whether they see themselves as an advertising or marketing professional or not. They see value in knowing that you need um, good looking graphics or branding or audio or um, good quality materials. They they recognize those things and they want to learn more about it. So us uh, as AAF being able to sort of provide that education and knowledge for people and help ensure that students who are soon going to be entering those markets know the ins and outs um, and are well-versed in those things, it can sort of help fill a need that already exists and will surely become even more pervasive as we, you know, move throughout time and, and move into the future. So it's, it's, it's definitely something that people want to learn, but, and I think also on the student side, it's also learning who they need to know where and how to develop relationships even with those people to be able to get land a job or to be able to market themselves as a freelancer to be able to go ahead and start you know supporting themselves while they're in school or once they graduate from your uh, facebook page aaron oh we've gone to facebook now Uh oh it also looks like you have a deep interest in being an american picker Okay. Am I right about that? And explain all that stuff you have for sale there. Okay. So totally not. Um, <laughs> my uh, earlier this, uh, well, sorry, 2020, I forget that it's already 2020. Um, so back in November, my grandparents actually moved in with me. They are 80 and 82 years old. And so w transitioning them from living in a house that they have been in for 60 years and all of the things that they have accumulated in those 60 years. Um, it's hard getting rid of all of that stuff. <laughs> so we've, we've actually had two garage sales and we've been trying to get rid of stuff. And so there's still a gazillion things and it's, it's never ending, <laughs> but yeah, so we've taken on, my husband and I have taken on that added responsibility of helping take care of them on top of our two kids and our three animals and, <laughs> and normal jobs and things. So. So we need to call A&E and tell the guys to come over and take a look around your garage. Yes, and, take it all. <laughs> you know, and another nice thing, 
You know, in, in, in these days, you've got uh, grandparents uh, you know, raising, raising kids, and now you are caring for grandparents. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Congratulations, and God bless you. Because well, thanks. <laughs> that is not an easy thing to do. It's really not. I mean, it's there's definitely rewarding parts of it because my kids are getting to see what it's what that older generation is like and have those interactions with them in a positive way. But um, and vice versa, my grandparents with my kids. But um, it's it's really and I and I love my grandparents. I don't want to it seem like I'm disparaging them at all. But taking them on with my kids now, it's like I have four kids because my grandparents have reached that stage in life where they've been together for forever. So they fight all the time. <laughs> and so it's just like my 10 year old, my six year old, they're fighting all the time. There's, it's just so much fighting. <laughs> yeah, good. Again, good for you. That's, that's really a cool thing that you're doing and uh, success in 2020 with that. Okay. Seems you have a sweet tooth for our industry. And the reason I say that malt shop marketing is your company. Talk about what you do. I love the name, love the website. Thank you. Um, so Malt Shop, Malt Shop Marketing is um, the brainchild of my business partner, Delany Wade, and I. Um, Delany was actually my intern a few years ago. I worked for the Shreveport Chamber of Commerce, and she was getting her master's degree from Louisiana Tech up the road. And um, we fell, I mean, we basically fell in love with each other. We instantly became good friends and worked well together, had a great relationship. Um, I try to uh, encourage her throughout her time finishing up her master's. Um, she <clears throat> had decided when she was done, you know, she was going to try to get a job, obviously. Um, went, had interviews in New York, Denver, Dallas, Austin, L.A., and none of them felt right to her. Um, just it just she said it just didn't sit well with her. So she came to me one day and she said, I think we need to start a company. I want to start an advertising agency with you. And I said, okay, um, let me think about it. So we both sort of put some, put pen to paper, came up with what we wanted this company to look like and what we wanted it to be. And surprisingly, we came up with almost the exact same things. Um, Delany's one caveat was that if we started this company, her name not be in the name of the company. And I said, well, I didn't, I don't really want my name in there either. And we both have sort of plain, I guess, last names, nothing special, because um, mine is Smith and hers is Wade. And we said, well, even putting those two together kind of sounds like men or Smith and Wesson guns. And we, neither one of us wanted that. So um, I have for years wanted to own a um, old school malt shop, soda shop, black and white checkered full floors and red glittery um, bar stools and very 50s and retro um, sort of place. And I just, I don't know that that's ever going to happen in my life. It might one day. Um, but I decided instead of holding on to that name and ideal that I would um, marry my two passions. And so we would name our company Malt Shop Marketing. So that's what we did. Um, and everything on our website and social media, everything is about sweets and um, it, it's interesting. Delaney was even able to create, cause she's our creative director and she's, she's, she makes everything pretty and beautiful and I just make it sound good. And, um, she was able to create this graphic where it looks like you're building a Sunday, an ice cream Sunday, but it's our process for how we work with clients. So, you know, where you 
pick your your cup or your cone as sort of the basis for everything, and then you add um, you know your ice cream and then your toppings. So basically, you pick what you're wanting to do with your company and what you're where you're wanting to go, what you want to achieve. And then how are we going to get there? So that's your ice cream and then the different flavors or scoops or different tactics we need to use. And then the toppings would be any of the the cute or fun or beautiful things, graphics that sort of go along with that to marry it all together and make it delicious. Um, So that's sort of the the idea behind Malt Shop Marketing. And that's sort um, sort of our focus. Uh, uh, Delany's favorite flavor is mint Oreo shake, it says, and your favorite flavor is strawberry sundae with extra nuts. So obviously you guys have crafted a recipe for success. Right? We're trying. Well, you know, every agency has a sweet spot. So what is Malt Shop's sweet spot for creative and your client base? Hmm, um, that's a good question. We just started back uh, October 1st was our launch date. And... Really, I mean, I have to give Delaney a ton of credit because I feel like she is the, she's, again, she's the one that makes everything look really great. She is fantastic at um, sort of taking a client's vision and turning it into something beautiful. But on top of that, I think what I bring to the table is listening to what a client wants, figuring out what they need and then finding out where in the middle they need to be. Because a lot of times a client thinks they know know what they want, but it's not necessarily what they need to achieve the goal that they're trying to get to. So I sort of look at what it is that they need and want, figure out that sweet spot, and then Delia and I are able to work together to figure out how to execute that in both a beautiful and practical strategic way that will bring about great results for our customer. What uh, new trends are you looking at here as we rock into a 2020? And you were right about that. It's February already. Where did Christmas go? It's gone. Um, what are you looking at for the new year as it relates to malt shop in the, oh. uh, in, the in, in your in your part of the country there? Well, um, Shreveport tends to have late adopters to um, a lot of trends that you see nationally. So in cities like Houston and Dallas. LA, New York, Miami, um, they all tend to be early adopters for everything, even when it comes to music, social media, websites, all of those things. Um, Shreveport tends to be on the second or third tier tier down. Um, so we really try to look at what are, of course, we read a lot of articles about what's coming and trends and all those things, but what are some people doing in bigger cities Okay, that's probably not what we need to do here. It's more about knowing the market here, but how could we maybe pull some of those elements that are being used in the larger markets to make something impactful for our customers? So, for instance, Facebook is still the go-to social media platform of our market, um, which is sort of crazy to think about considering how many other social media platforms there are. But if you look at Um, the younger generation here, and you know, it's all about Snapchat and TikTok. So it really depends on for our customers, who are their target market? And then are there trends or applications that make sense for them to implement or not? If you're trying to reach 
a 50 year old lady because you're a boutique, then you probably shouldn't be posting things on, wasting your time on Snapchat and TikTok. Like you probably need to be doing things on Pinterest and Facebook and, and reaching her in the spots where she is. Don't try to force it. Um, I think a lot of customers spread themselves too thin because they think that, oh, well, there's this new shiny thing and we've got to be on there and we've got to do this. But if your customers aren't there, then that's not where you need to be. You know, we see that with podcasting as well. Uh, everybody, you know, this is back when, it, when people got websites to begin with. If you're a competition at a website, you needed a website. You had no idea whatsoever what to do with it or how to make it look or whatever function, but I need a website. And and that's, to me, that's with the podcasting thing. Hey, uh, back to the American Advertising Federation. How do you get the local agencies or creatives interested in, in your area in participating? Uh, what do you guys do for that? You know, being in the South... I'm sure we all know that there are um, certain levels of you, it's who you know, and I hate to say it, but it's still it's still very much that way. So if you have a personal relationship with someone, they're definitely going to be more likely to be involved in something that you're involved in. Um, and if you make personal asks. So, I mean, we'll do the usual Facebook and Instagram and, you know, sending e-blasts and those sorts of things. But there's a lot that can be said for just picking up the phone or sending a personal email to someone and inviting them to something or putting it on your personal social media, sending it as a message and asking that person to come with you. I know personally, I've done that a few times where um, the club will be having a lunch and I'll say, all right, well, I bought two tickets. So who's coming with me? Um, And then sort of leave it open to the masses on my own Facebook page. Um, But it really is that you have to. you know, obviously, if if people know about the club and they're interested in it on their own, that's fantastic. But you've got to get the message to them somehow. And if it's by and there's a lot to be said for word of mouth. Um, I mean, we all love social media and we love emails and or hate emails. There's a love hate relationship there. But um, really cutting through that noise and just having a personal touch in a personal relationship with someone is really what's going to open the door and get them to attend. And then once you get them there, then you got to wow them and help them drink the AAF Kool-Aid so that they'll keep coming back. And then you don't have to keep nurturing that relationship. They'll do it on their own. Hey, Aaron, what does AAF mean to you personally and and as a business owner? Oh, um, personally, it has been a huge source of growth for me. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to, uh, you know, fill a lot of roles, both in my home club and then at the district level. And it has helped me grow as a professional. I've learned so much about, I mean, even just little things, you know, things in Photoshop and InDesign and and those sorts of things and social media and whatnot. But I've made some really great lasting friendships with people across Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Louisiana. And People I never would have met before, um, you know, just living in in little old Freeport. Um, so it's it, it's been that's that aspect of it has been phenomenal. It's uh, like I said, both grown professionally and gotten to hone some leadership skills and sort of put myself out there that way. Um, and then as a business owner, knowing that um, AAF is looking, I don't have time to go through all of the the bills and things that are proposed on Capitol Hill or even in Baton Rouge or 
in Texas, Oklahoma, or Arkansas. I don't have time for that. I wish that I kind of did so I could stay in tune with it, but I don't. So knowing that AAF is keeping their eye on it and letting me know what's going on so I don't have to do all that research is phenomenal because now I know that my interest as a business owner is being protected so that whenever I talk to clients, I can speak intelligently to them and help them make good decisions based on what's happening in the legislature. You know, you've got a long history with uh, over seven years, actually, with American Advertising Federation. In 2012, you were an ADDI committee member. That's always a fun thing to do. Subsequently, you you held a board position with the organization since 2013, the communications chair, second VP, first VP, ADDI chair, and served uh, two years as president there. And you're currently the uh, the immediate past president uh, um, and advention convention chair. I didn't know. I'm seeing that here too. So we'll see you then in April in Oklahoma City at the uh, convention as well. Right. So I chaired the the event last year because it was here in Shreveport. So oh, okay, yeah, exactly. so we'll be, yeah, we've been sort of liaisoning back and forth with Oklahoma City to sort of help them get their, um, their stuff together. So yeah, so we'll see you in Oklahoma in April. What a blast talking to you today. And you do such a great job with uh, representing uh, AdFed, our industry, and obviously you're having a whole bunch of fun doing this too as well, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. Isn't that cool when you get to do something that you absolutely love? Because it doesn't feel like work anymore, does it? Right. I know. I just wish it felt that way with my kids and my grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) You're a helper. Aaron Pyle-Smith, the the helper. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. You can find out more at AAF10. That's the number 10.org. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YRSS. Whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we're going to be there. Do that and you'll never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share, just like Aaron's going to do, what you've heard on today with social media. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. This is Adtention, copyright 2020, and my name is Ray Shillings. Thanks, Aaron.